Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to this very special edition of BRBAFK, where I would like to try something a little new, a little different. Um, in honor of E3 and some of the other things we've been having recently, I figured I should go ahead and do a introspective on Bethesda, uh, Bethesda Softworks, by listing off every Bethesda title that they have released since 1986. And we're going to go in chronological order. So, from the top, Gridiron with an exclamation point. Vortex. Wayne Gretzky Hockey. Wayne Gretzky Hockey 2. Hockey League Simulator. The Terminator. NCAA Basketball Road to the Final Four. Wayne Gretzky Hockey 3. Home Alone. Where's Waldo? Hockey League Simulator 2. The Terminator 2029. The Terminator Rampage. Sword of Sudan. Delta 5. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Big Bingy Theory. I uh, hope you guys are having a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night, whatever time you're listening to this. So my nerdy bros just recently uh, did their uh, E3 thoughts and everything, and uh, if you haven't listened to that already, go ahead and give that a listen. It's a great listen. It's always good to hear like what they're looking forward to and uh, their thoughts on certain things, and uh, I'll get to that in a little bit, especially when it comes to their Starfield thing, which I may or may not have an answer for, but like I said, I'll get to that later. But sadly, I couldn't be there for those guys cause, uh, because of responsibilities and stuff. Damn you, responsibilities! I shake my fist at you! Why can't you just let me play video games and let me have money just thrown at me? I mean, I could technically do that with Twitch, but that's another story. But since I have finally had some time off, I got to finally check out not just main game conventions like the Microsoft and Xbox, uh, Bethesda showcase in Nintendo, but also uh, some other show, some other little conferences as well. Some like ones that uh, focus on indie development and other games that may or may not be on everybody's radar. So uh, I had to basically watch four days worth of conferences all in one day, essentially, to get myself caught up with uh, what was going on. I'm very very tired right now. <laughs> But I had a good sleep, and uh, right now, toughening it up with uh, some Mountain Dew uh, Zero Sugar, which is probably not a good idea, because I need to cut back on that stuff anyway. But anyway, enough of me trying to kill time like a uh, like Joe McHale does on an E3 uh, Ubisoft hosting event. It's time to talk about E3 2021. Now, the words E3, like, to me, have come up in a lot of ways, but the one thing that always comes up is more games, and... Uh, I've always loved watching a lot of E3 stuff. Uh, back when G4 was like in its early years, uh, they uh, they were starting to do a lot of the press uh, press conferences, and uh, soon they actually started showing them commercial free. So you got to see the world premieres and everything commercial free. You didn't have to worry about any commercials popping up and everything because that happened once. Uh, there was actually a time when the very first big G4 E3 thing they were releasing gameplay footage for the of the very first time. I, I think it was Halo. Halo 3? Yeah, I think it was Halo 3. And 
right in the middle of the show of like the world premiere gameplay trailer they had to cut to commercial and then they came back and then they showed the rest of that for uh, the rest of that trailer and i remember people being so pissed so that's why they went into commercial free but yeah i always looked forward to watching those because i always wanted to see the next big thing coming from sony from microsoft from nintendo even if i wasn't intending to get any of their consoles in the future i still wanted to see like what is in store for games to come because even when even if a game is going to be technically exclusive there could be a chance that that exclusivity can go away and go on to the next thing and go on to the next console so that at least i can at least be able to get a glimpse into what is like on the other side and towards the end i'll get into my overall thoughts about uh, e3 2021 just as a general show overall now, some people might say, like, I might be cheating here a little bit because I'm going to be mentioning Summer Game Fest, the Jeff Keighley pre-E3 thing that was happening, but, like, I think a couple days, like, or a day before E3 officially started. But I technically kind of look at this as, like, a bit of an E3 show a conference as well because I feel like, and I'll get more into this later, but especially with how popular, like, Jeff Keighley and his connections to uh, the overall, to the game industry as a whole... I feel like he will be I feel like he will have A3 in the palm of his hands for years to come but that's again I'll get into that later so I'm including this mostly because of obvious reasons and obvious reveals now I know this is especially going to make uh, Ryan probably giggle when he listens to this but it wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about Kojima because <laughs> uh, of course uh him and uh, Jeff Keighley being BFFs, basically uh, he announced Death Stranding Director's Cut, which to me kind of makes me think like, okay, Kojima, you were the director of that game. So what what did you cut from this game that needed to be cut to begin with? Like you're the director, your version of the game. It shows off a little bit more, possibly like some more stuff that we, you know, probably would make a lot more sense in the overall gist of the story. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm more than happy to play this game again. Like, it's going to come out on the PS5, it's going to look gorgeous. But yeah, I'm very I'm very curious to see, like, what in terms of a director's cut for Kojima is uh, what's going to happen with this. They also mentioned uh, Among Us, the show, uh, showcasing the roadmap ahead for the for the game. I've played it a couple times with the girlfriend, and me and her have had a good time with it. Though I will say that a few times I've played it, that I've dealt with asshole players that obviously were teaming together, and uh, that made the game not fun. But I am glad that it's finally going to be coming to consoles here soon, so I can be able to play it, like actually talk to people, and not through like texting and everything, because I can't play this game on a on a mobile phone. Uh, and I can't type worth I can't type like fast enough to be able to like defend myself from an obvious person that's trying to get rid of me you know they uh, announced a, a new mode called hide and seek which I think that will be a lot of fun to do new roles like a sheriff and a scientist they're also of course adding new colors and skins visor cosmetics achievements which is pretty cool because uh like as a person that likes to have a, a trophy and everything that flex my gaming muscle that'd be kind of cool to have and they showed a little bit of map five and uh later on when they uh showcase among us at the xbox showcase they uh they mentioned there's going to be 15 player lobbies that's cool because like we need more players like that like like the more players the better i will it, it may give a lot of people anxiety and it may ruin uh, friendships and relationships but man it will be good to watch on a rage compilation on youtube <laughs> 
They also showcase more gameplay for uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology uh, new one, House of Ashes, which I'm looking forward to that. I've played thanks to uh, Ryan for uh, the copy of Man of Medine, which I had a lot of fun with. Good game. And I not too long ago played uh, Little Hope, second game in the, in the anthology. And uh, apart from a very disappointing ending, the overall game itself was all right. But this one being like an overall, like uh, it seems like it's trying to do a uh, mix of, because uh, you're in the Iraq war. And, but you're trying to look for like a secret tunnel entrance or something like that, probably where some people, uh, some, uh, some important people are, you know, and, but instead it turns out to be this like hidden ruin kind of stuff filled with like these devil like looking monsters because they showcase the monsters and they're like these demons. It gives off a very, the descent kind of vibe with it. And I kind of dig that. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. They showcased uh, gameplay footage for Evil Dead the game, which, uh, like, as an Evil Dead fan, yes, I am so looking forward to this. And I'm so glad they're actually, like, uh, bringing, uh, like, a lot of, like, not just uh, the classic films, but they're also bringing, like, Ash vs. Evil Dead in there, too. And uh, they announced that they're going to, and they just showcased they're going to have Evil Ash from Army of Darkness as a, a playable villain, which, that's awesome. Gameplay itself is like a, it's like a mix of like, uh, you can tell they wanted to do a bit of like Dead by Daylight slash like Left 4 Dead's kind of feel with it. Um, I, uh, there's some melee combat there too, because obviously with like, uh, if you're an Evil Dead fan, you love the, you love like the, the practical effects kind of stuff. So like the stabbing and like all that stuff, the, uh, the gory executions of the, like, of the Deadites and everything. Like, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, it wouldn't be like it, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the biggest reveal of the of Summer Game Fest, which was the gameplay reveal of Elden Ring. Oh, Elden Ring! Look to the sky; it exists. <laughs> yeah, like this game has been like like um, um, it's been meme for so long that a lot of people didn't think it was gonna come. Like I had a feeling it was gonna come. If it was gonna be from software, uh, like uh, I knew they were gonna take their time with it. Like that's the one thing I like about them is that they uh, they take their time with their game and they don't rush it out. And uh, and uh, the way that this game looks and plays and everything, like it's like an open world Dark Souls like, and uh, mixed with the writings of like uh, George R R Martin and everything. Like I I'm very curious to see how this goes. And um, yeah, like this was the biggest announcement. So many people uh, like were tweeting about this and everything and i feel like since now elden rain is now gone from like that will it does it exist uh meme i feel like now that slot belongs now to uh beyond good and evil 2 as like the next game that may or may not even exist <laughs> but then the day comes day one v3 we have a lot of conferences ahead and what could we be looking forward to all i can tell you is that I'm excited. And what we're going to start off with, oh man, we're starting off with something big. That's right. We're going to go to the Wholesome Games Direct. What? I, like I said, I want to showcase some some indie stuff that, you know, I thought was kind of cute and everything. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this of this conference until like some like uh some people I watch on YouTube talked about this and I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a watch." Sure. And it was it was some way to kill time before the Ubisoft conference. But yeah, the Wholesome Games Direct. I enjoy a good indie game. 
there's this game called a little to the left where it's like you're playing like an ocd kind of like game where it's like you see if like a picture frame that's a little kind of like crooked you try to correct it or you're trying to put like your pencils like from like the shortest to the top it's very like ocd kind of stuff i have a feeling a lot of people would really like to play that kind of thing. and then they kind of cute with like a kitten like uh pushing away the like the just corrected pencils I thought that was kind of cute. There's another one called Behind the Frame, a game where you're uh, an artist, like just just drawing stuff, painting and everything. But she's also just drawing like, you know, areas around her entire, like uh, her house. She looks outside her window and she sees like an old man across like across the street. And like, he looks like, like he looks sad and everything. And she kind of draws a picture of him and just kind of wonders, is he dying? Like it's, it's, it's that kind of feel of like yeah you're just like like drawing just for the sake of drawing it looks very beautiful like the hand-drawn animation yeah it's like it's like man i wish i could have a pc and a switch for this like this is beautiful and skatebird which the name speaks for itself along with this game called a walk with yaya which is uh the y-e-i-a y-i-a Hopefully I'm said that right, but yeah, it's like basically the concept is like you're you're walking with your grandmother outside after her uh, her trip to like the hospital. It seems like uh, there, and uh, you're trying to have her walk outside, and like she's on the stretch, and she's on the stretcher, like just walking slowly, and uh, you basically just have a little adventure with your grandma. You know, you just walk into random places and uh, just kind of have a good time with her, and it's like again very very sweet. I hope to play these games in the future, and uh, if I ever do get a, a like a brand new PC, I'll definitely give these games a look for. Cause, yeah, like wholesome games and everything. Uh, wholesome games direct is just like it's it was cute, and uh, I'm glad that I had a good time with it uh, before getting into the the big ones. And the first big one was uh, the Ubisoft Forward, which uh, the boys have talked about. Ryan mentioning Assassin's Creed Valhalla updates and everything. Like he said that, I think he mentioned that he hasn't played it. I myself have played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Pretty much I am caught up with not just the main story, but also with the expansion pack of Wrath of the Druids that just came out. So uh, I can tell you this, like this is... My, one of my personal favorite Assassin's Creed games that I've played. I like the Viking era just in general, but the overall look of the game and the uh, the combat feel, just the world, the, the the huge huge world of it, is it's it's a lot of fun to play. And yeah, the updates of the Siege of Paris, and uh, they got more expansions to come next year. And I'm it's very interesting to see that they're actually like keeping go, that they're trucking along with this game uh, instead of just like trying to like get out another assassin's creed game for next year i hope they keep this kind of like like uh i really hope that they stick with what they got and everything because right now valhalla is it's getting good it's getting really really good they also mentioned the far cry 6 season pass which uh playing as uh past uh villains uh voss from far cry 3 pagan from far cry 4 and joseph from far cry 5 playing like their little uh depths into their own minds their own little um expansion packs it's very interesting and it's going to be very cool to hear uh to uh, play as voss because uh voss i think was like one of the most like as much as he is like one of the greatest like all-time villains in the far cry history if you've, if you've actually played far cry 3 he is like 
I don't want to like uh, you for people who've played Far Cry Three, you know what I'm talking about. But basically, I felt like he was very underused in that game as much as they showcased him and everything, because he really was the best part of that entire game. Don't get me wrong, Far Cry Three was it was a good game, but like what they did and everything with Voss towards like towards like uh, around the game and everything, I didn't really agree with. But seeing him come back and with the same voice actor too, I'm definitely for that. Okay, so Avatar. I'm just I'm just gonna say this. Look, I I don't like Avatar. I don't. I don't like it. I think it is one of the most overhyped movies that I've watched. Now don't get me wrong. Technologically speaking, it's a beautiful looking movie. It is. And they put a lot of work into the uh the, the overall like look of the movie, the feel of it, the color texture, like the the, the the designs of the Navi and everything like I it's like everything about that is great. Don't get me wrong. And I was glad that it won best visual effects like for uh, for the Oscars because rightfully so. It's technologically beautiful. But I don't look at it as like the biggest like game changer that a lot of people have looked at it to be. And then I like I feel like it's just like the story in and of itself is just it's it's Pocahontas it's Dances with Wolves mixed with the Matrix you know it's like I I've seen this story before and don't get me wrong a story can be used like even a, even the a re- repetitive like uh, story uh, like a uh, thing thing can you know it can be repetitive but if done right it can be it can be good i just don't think avatar did it in the right way it's not a bad movie i just don't like it because i think it's very like unoriginal story wise you get what i mean okay if you if go ahead and flame me all you want like i if i if you like the movie that's fine you know more power to you like i'm i'm happy for you like i that's cool all power to you i just don't like it so when I saw that the, uh, the that they were gonna make a video game out of it, I was like, okay, f- why? But okay, because I've played that awful Avatar game that came out years ago for the PlayStation Three. Um, I think it was under Ubisoft. Yeah, I think it was developed by Ubisoft if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, it, it 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 was bad. It's it's a bad game. Bad. Oh my God, is it bad? So, uh, but if it's going to be an open world avatar game, okay, cool. We get to see more of the world. That's fine. Um, I just like, I'm, I was like, I didn't think it was to me. I wasn't personally excited for it. So, and of course I had to watch, I had to watch the Devolver Digital, um, the conference, uh, cause, uh, my God, if anybody has watched the Devolver Digital conferences from when they first started, um, they are a riot to watch, especially when it comes to like how meta it is. But uh, anyway, uh, games that they showed, uh, Shadow Warrior 3 looks awesome. Looks like a lot of fun to play. Um, I've not played the other two, but I want to because the more and more I keep seeing of Shadow of Shadow Warrior 3 makes me like I want to play I want to play this game from from beginning to end from one to three <laughs> and there was also another game called uh, uh trek to yomi which is like a what looks like a uh, 3d slash 2d like uh kind of mixed game but black and white and set in like uh and set in like feudal japan 
and uh, it definitely gives off vibes of like ghost of tsushima and everything and like i think this game will succeed because of the fact that since ghost of tsushima is so beloved right now i feel like this is going to be in a good way so uh i'm looking forward to that one and the other one that caught my eye was this game called uh inscription now inscription um is made by the guy that did uh, pony island and the vex now I've not I myself have not played Pony Island, but I've seen uh, the YouTube videos of Markiplier playing uh, Pony Island, and uh, I was very uh, kind of like nervous watching it, but at the same time enthralled with what's going on. But he's coming out with this game called Inscription, which is basically what looks like a card battle like kind of game slash like chess but you're also like making deals with like what looks to be like a devil like figure and he's playing it's like cards kind of like but you can get up and like this game doesn't really give off a whole lot of details it just shows you things but it uh it's it's interesting uh but yeah like i, I looked at this and i'm just like and i want to see more of this and i hope this comes out for the playstation because i can because this has a very interesting there's very and there and during the trailer you can actually see like glimpses of what looks like um full motion video uh in there as well so yes i like you have my intention description and they ended it with uh a a, a shadow drop physical copy uh uh of this game called demon throttle which i don't think this is a game that's been like like brought out from obscurity i think somebody made like a retro game and everything but they made it look like one of those top down like shooters like from uh, the 8-bit era of like uh let's say like uh like tank or something like that um <laughs> but basically it's like yeah it's like uh it's very 8-bit kind of stuff the the uh the graphics is very just like colorful stuff and uh basically you're playing as like a cowboy that's going after a demon that may or may not have had sex uh, with it or a demon that may or may not have had sex with his wife because <laughs> like this game already had me with like when he just barged in and he just like says like in the uh, garbled 8-bit voice that demon kissed my wife or something i hope they still have physical copies for it like uh it's again like another reason why i wish i had a nintendo switch because like that game looks like a lot of fun but now it's on to the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and uh, the boys mentioned uh, the uh, the Starfield uh, thing when it comes to Bethesda and like how they can get away with, you know, bugs and everything like that. But CD Projekt Red can't. Uh, I might be paraphrasing that here, um, but um, I may have an answer uh, with like uh, the with the um, the conversation that Ryan in Boston and uh, Scott did when it comes to starfield i think the reason why a lot of people are excited for starfield is mostly because one i think a lot of people were thinking that we're not going to get this game for a long time because we heard for a while like i i heard for a while that uh that uh we were going to get like uh that this game was going to be done under the same engine as like fallout 4 and fallout 76 uh the same engine and everything that you know as as people who have played any Bethesda game knows, is not that is not that good technology wise. Like it's very very buggy. 
Uh, so we were kind of worried with the fact that Starfield, which looks promising, like, uh, you know, from what they were saying is like basically Skyrim in space. That was kind of worrying because we didn't want to have that. We didn't want to have another No Man's Sky launch event. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think the fact that they're now being under the uh, under the umbrella of, uh, of, of uh, Microsoft and Xbox... I think now this gives them a chance to finally upgrade their technology, which, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say they didn't have the means to do that, but now they have the means to actually have technology to back them up, and now, really, Bethesda cannot make any excuse as of, as of now, because now, since they're under the guise of Xbox, they can't say, you know, like, you know, they can't just shake, wave their hands away and be like, oh, well, you know, what, que sera, sera, or something like that. Like, no, they... They have to now like watch their asses when it comes to this. But now I feel like since they have the technology now with like Microsoft's help and Xbox, um, this could work for them. And I hope that this helps out with not just Starfield, which like you know again sounds pretty very promising, and it seems like it's a project that they've been wanting to work on for quite some time. Like this, they said in the in the in the teaser trailer for this game that it was going to be it was a thing 25 years in the making so obviously this thing has been in their mind for quite a long time they just they just now have the means to do that now which you know cool you know i just give me a actual gameplay trailer and stalker 2 heart of chernobyl like oh my god i uh i i cannot wait for this it looks it looks great <laughs> it's just like the overall mood of that trailer alone was just really good battlefield 2042 looks pretty fun uh with the all-out uh, ever-changing battlefield map and everything like i like that that's pretty cool 12 minutes i'm looking forward to uh because of the concept alone of a of a 12 minute time loop and uh also just like seeing hearing willem dafoe back into a video game again since like the last time Last time I remember Willem Dafoe in a video game was Beyond Two Souls. And, uh, of course, him being in the uh, first uh, Spider-Man video game on uh, PlayStation 2. Like, the first Spider-Man Sam Raimi video game movie. You get what I mean. Somerville looks, up, like, oof. Yeah, this is from the same guy that did, like, uh, Inside and uh, and uh, Limbo. I And uh, based on the premise alone, uh, like it was getting off very War of the Worlds kind of vibes with it. I, I like these kind of stories with this kind of thing. This, and now I feel like with like the success of not just... Like, if, I feel like with the success of uh, Quiet Place, I feel like uh, Somerville is going to be on my radar. And I think on everybody else's radar. Diablo 2 Resurrected, yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. Mostly because I've never played Diablo 2 and it would be a great way for me to finally play this game. <laughs> A Plague Tale Requiem, yes. Like I, uh, I've talked about a Plague Tale before, and uh, I really, really uh, am looking forward to this one, uh, just to see where the story goes from there. But I got, I like one of the, I got to be honest, like one of the biggest ones I have to like take away from uh, the showcase was the uh, the the trailer for Atomic Heart, which I've been looking at the development for this game like for on their YouTube channel for like three like uh, from three years ago. And uh, seeing the progression of this game to now, it's it's amazing, and I am looking forward to like uh, seeing like what the hell is going on in that game because the trailer itself is just like you have no idea what's going on, but you have my attention when it comes to like this like feel of like like I'm watching something that it's like it gives me a Bioshock kind of feel to it, and then you put in like what sounds like 80s synth pop like Russian music, and I'm so for it, like 
yes, please give me more of Atomic Heart. And the biggest, and again, one of the biggest announcements uh, for me was uh, The Outer Worlds 2. I really enjoyed the first game, and I am, uh, I'm really looking forward to see what they did. And their trailer alone was hilarious to watch with the self-referential like trailer music and the and the and the lens flare comment and all that it's definitely it's definitely obsidian writing i can tell you that (laughs) and other two games like replaced looks really looks uh really cool looking with the uh the uh the uh 8-bit graphics with the 3d uh environment and uh redfall coming from uh the guys that did uh dishonored uh now doing like a left for dead uh but now with vampires what it looks like uh didn't really show much of gameplay for it but yeah like uh it, concept alone is like okay sounds kind of fun next up was the uh the square enix conference which uh, they showcased the uh the guardians of the galaxy uh yeah being developed by the same people who uh did the, who have done the deus ex games um looks fun um i like the fact that uh they like it's it's a star lord like focus kind of game and everything and uh i like the choice branches that they're doing with this um um i already liked i already had i already liked the whole feeling of like you know taking over star lord and uh playing as your own version of star lord uh like i i want to see what they're going to do with it especially with the deus ex team behind this like i had fun with the concept alone with the uh, guardians of the galaxy telltale series games um, which if you haven't played those you like should really give it them give them a shot they're a lot of fun it's a it's a good game um but uh but yeah guardians of the galaxy itself looks fun um i'm very i i, I want to see like more of like how the game like controls and everything like uh the gameplay that they show and everything looks fun and i'm looking forward to seeing like what kind of like licensed music they're going to have in this but um yeah overall i can say that this was this was all right, and considering the fact that they're trying to get people into like the good graces of Marvel fans after the abysmal, uh, uh, the abysmal uh, game that is the Avengers, and uh, they're trying so hard. Like they showcased the uh, Wakanda expansion for that, and like, look, man, the it looks fun. Don't get me wrong, and playing and going to be playing as Black Panther and everything, awesome. But um, I feel like I'm just gonna have to wait for your eventual game of the year edition that it's gonna have like all the DLC, all the stuff added on, and all the costumes. Because considering the fact that these like uh, Avengers is slowly losing player uh, player bases, and also they're still complaining about the fact that about their cosmetics uh, and everything, um, I think it's gonna take them a long time to be able to be getting the good graces. So I bet they're really crossing their fingers that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to come out as good as it looks and babylon's fall uh the new platinum uh platinum games uh what looks like to be a um an open service kind of game like where you explore through a lot of different areas with other peoples with different varieties of enemies like i'm gonna tell you like the 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 way that they showcase babylon's fall did not really impress me not just because like it's it doesn't look like it it doesn't look like a lot of fun like it doesn't to me and not only that but the operatic music that they had in the background was very just kind of like you're overdoing it i mean i know it's platinum games and they love doing that shit but like i i i'm kind of not with this uh and then the voice acting oh oh god the voice acting um yeah i uh 
I was very I was very optimistic about uh, Babylon's fall. So uh, I really hope that uh, in the months to come that uh, it'll start to progress a little bit because I'm very worried about it. And if I, it wouldn't be Square Enix without Final Fantasy. Um, the, the Final Fantasy 1 through 6 pixel remaster that they've announced, which is cool. Um, I would like to be able to get a, time, a chance to be able to play all those games. Um, and they showcased the Battle Royale Final Fantasy 7 The First Soldier, which I'm very curious to see how they're going to do that. Um, I'm not going to get it myself. I'll mostly just watch people play, and if it looks fun, I'll give it a shot, but like I'm not in the rush for it. But <laughs> the real kicker to me was the... Uh, was the uh, the Team Ninja Final Fantasy game. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, there is, as, uh, as as Ryan was saying on the uh, the uh, the BRB AFK Messenger, uh, like uh, it should be like the next Chaos drinking game because <laughs> the amount of times that Chaos was said was just like, it was, it already became a meme as soon as like, as soon as like you started hearing them say it like at a like just, in, in an overdramatic way but yeah it's a final fantasy game uh made by the same people who who have done the uh the ninja gaiden games and uh while it looks cool i uh I, i'm i i'm very curious to see like what they're going to do with the story wise because uh yeah this is from the same people who did uh who did neo which i've not played it but i've um i know it's one of those like uh dark souls but with better combat as most people would say it is um so I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with that with that concept and bring it into Final Fantasy. So uh yeah, very curious but um uh, yeah, the amount of, yeah, chaos is definitely going to be on each other's minds. Like every time I kept on hearing the guys like say chaos all the I just started like I started like thinking to myself, I'm going to start seeing vision of like of tales from Sonic the Hedgehog come up to me and start like start like being all like scary like and everything and then he's gonna start acting like the fox from uh from antichrist and then he's gonna look at me and say chaos control there wasn't much from the pc gaming show because uh, for obvious reasons um but uh, dying light 2 looks fun um i actually just got the uh the platinum edition for dying light that includes all the dlc and everything so uh been looking forward to playing uh, that one because uh, I do enjoy I did enjoy uh, Techlands uh, Dead Island, so uh, I want to see what they're doing this like parkour thing but with zombies. Uh, Capcom came out with uh, their conference and really there wasn't really that much to talk about when it comes to that because my God that was that was an embarrassing conference next to the Gearbox conference which. Whew. I mean, they already, like, the boys have already talked about that, but yes, I agree. The Gearbox software one was absolutely the worst one. There was nothing to it. Like, their biggest announcement was a PS5 exclusive game now coming to the PlayStation 4. That is, like, the most, like, <laughs> I feel like they back, like, they, they backhanded themselves with that. I feel like they just, like, pimp slapped themselves by doing that. I just, yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, yes, and the very uncomfortable Kevin Hart interview, uh, just like, yeah, you can tell he just did not want to be there. But anyway, uh, the Capcom like uh, event showcased that Resident Evil Village uh, DLC is going to be coming out in the future, which uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that because uh, I've 
myself have just played Resident Evil Village, and uh, I will be sure to give you guys my thoughts about that in the future episode in any future episodes to come. And they showcased the the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which uh, I'm now finally having a chance to be able to play the uh, the the Ace Attorney trilogy, which came out for the PlayStation Four. So uh, finally, I get to be able to have a chance to play this. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, with this one being set in the like Victorian London and everything, and uh, trying to uh, win a case against like the obvious like. Obviously not Sherlock Holmes, but totally is Sherlock Holmes, but he's not really named Sherlock Holmes. He's named Sherlock Gnomes or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I, I just, oh God, I just I just mentioned Sherlock Gnomes, that awful movie. Oh, oh God. And we ended all with Nintendo with uh, Kazuya coming to uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, from the Tekken series, which is awesome. Uh, another reason why I need to get that game. Obviously, like, I just need to get a Switch altogether because, uh, yeah, it's... I'll get into that later. But uh, there's going to be a new Super, Mo a Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania game, that's, which is basically a remastered of all of the first three uh, Super Monkey Ball games. Uh, Metroid Dread looks fun as hell. Uh, WarioWare Get It Together, a new WarioWare game for the Switch. Again, another reason why I need to get a Switch... Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, which I'm looking forward to, and I actually just recently got Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne HD Edition, which I'm looking forward to playing that. Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water coming to the uh, coming to the Switch, and the sequel to the Breath of Wild, which looks fun, even though I have not played a Zelda game. Though I understand the, the importance of the Zelda series on its own. Um, I'm very happy for all the people that got their little glimpses of the games and everything. I... Uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, I've been mean, just like watching the Nintendo series again. I need to get a Switch. And really, in the end, like, that's how much I just like left E3 2021 after watching all these conferences. It's just that it made me realize that out of these conferences, like, Xbox is number one and Nintendo is number two uh, in terms of the best conferences. Mostly just because I, uh, I don't plan on getting a PlayStation 5. Uh, anytime soon uh, because there's not a, really a reason for me to get a PlayStation 5 not until like a uh, new God of War comes out which that will be a while which you know take your time please Sony uh, Sony Santa Monica please take your time please 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 don't let these assholes like don't listen to them fuck those guys take your time I will wait patiently for you um, but uh, yeah, with uh, with Xbox Game Pass for the uh, Xbox Game Pass for the Series X, and the Switch with uh, some of the fun games that they have and everything, I left E3 just kind of going like I just need to get these until the time comes for the PS5. Overall, like the Xbox showcase and everything, like I had fun with it because it just showcased the games. Uh, same thing with Nintendo as long as, uh, like I mean I have a big like a connection to a lot of the franchises like with nintendo as a lot of other fans do but i still they still look like a lot of fun for me to play and anything that looks like a lot of fun to me i will give it i will give it a shot whatever it is and i mentioned er earlier about when it comes to jeff Keeley um feeling like he's going to have e3 in the palm of his hands in the future what i mean by that is that i think about it when it comes to e3 this year that it was very uneventful and I think it left a bitter taste on a lot of people's like mouth when it when they slowly realized that E3 is not going to be is not becoming a thing, 
And E3 has not been like a thing for a while to begin with because people started realizing that, you know, when you can actually do like these direct, like, you know, um, videos and everything, these live events on YouTube and Twitch and all that, you start to realize that it saves companies a lot of money and it gives them free range to be able to showcase games for themselves instead of feeling like they're under some corporate, you know, umbrella. If anything, E3 this year, I hope that they will just continue to be a digital-only event because I feel like it will save them money. It will save Los Angeles a lot of money. I just, I don't know. I, to me, I just, like, it left me very uneventful. It wasn't really, like, anything memorable apart from the Elden Ring gameplay reveal and uh, some other games and every, everything that I mentioned that uh, I personally am looking forward to. But overall, the event itself is just meh so yeah i'm kind of with the majority with with everybody else when it comes to this year is just it's meh that is until i heard the news the best news that i have possibly heard this entire e3 and uh i'm not even kidding as soon as i heard about it i leapt with joy i was so very happy and i feel like it is the true winner of e3 2021 so yes i'm going to say it my pick for E3 2021, winner, best game of all time, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties is getting released physically and digitally on PlayStation 4, and I am going to get that game. That's right, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, best game of E3 2021. Change my mind. But anyway, that about wraps it up for my thoughts on E3 2021. And uh, what did you guys think overall? Like, like, please, by all means, like, go on our Facebook page and uh, let us know what you thought. Like, uh, you personally, you your uh, your own thoughts about what was your pick for E three twenty twenty one. Like, uh, what was the announcement that got you personally excited? What what announcement made you just just shake your head and just go, why? You know, please, by all means. Thank you again for listening to this special episode of the Big Bingy Theory and. Uh, what am I going to be talking about next? I, I mean, I don't know. It could be, could be a movie, could be a game, but I'm sure I'm going to have a theory on it. So until next time, guys, this is Bingy. Keep on gaming. Doom Eternal. Doom 64 re-release. Those are all that have been released so far. As soon as we have more, I'll update this list. Uh, but thank you all so very much for joining us for this very special edition of BRB AFK. I'm sure there is nothing else worth listening to here. So uh, have yourself a great time, and we will see you all in the next episode.